I'm sales team turnaround specialist, Jeremy DeMerchant. And each week I bring sales leaders like you, experts and insights that will help you level up your leadership, motivate like a master, and ultimately crush your comp plan. If it's time to raise the bar on your team's performance, then it's time for Sales Team Rescue. And we are Welcome, welcome, welcome to this episode of Sales Team Rescue. I am your host, Jeremy DeMerchant, and today we have a special guest with us, Matt Tebow from Zavant Marketing. So Matt, um, before I welcome you, actually, no, welcome. I'm glad you're here. <laughs> Thanks for having me. Um, we met in a, a very interesting way, but before we get into that, I want to give the formal introduction so people have an idea of, of who you are, what you do, and why you're here. So Matt Tebow is a founder and CEO of Savant Marketing and is a Phoebe Award nominee. He's been featured on TV stations like Rogers TV, and he's built up a solid reputation for producing content that creates controversy and has helped his clients generate as much as $10,000 in new business in as little as 13 days. So Matt, welcome and thanks for being here. Thanks for having me, man. And uh, you forgot Bicycle Extraordinaire. So, Bicycle Extraordinaire, yes, yes. <laughs> uh, you know, I, I I love watching your videos. Um, you know, and your, your content is just so interesting. So I, now I think I have to tell everybody um, how, uh, how I got to know your copywriting skills. Uh, so Matt's an amazing copywriter, uh, which is one of the core things that he uses to create and generate leads for, for new clients. Um, but I first saw, I guess the, the art, the wisdom, the, I don't know, all these words that I can come up with, um, the genius in Matt's copy, uh, because he invited me to a party and this wasn't a normal party. This was a party that was promoted. Like it was, um, like a huge, like a, like a Tony Robbins event. This is the kind of promotion. So there was a landing page. There was, you know, you had to opt in and the tickets were free, but you had to RSVP. And um, the whole process, the emails were so, so entertaining, so compelling. There was pictures that were seated, giving us an idea and building excitement for the actual, um, uh, for the location. And uh, I remember there were times when I'm just looking at Kimmy and I'm like, I don't know, we're busy. You got these plans. And then the next email would come. And it's like, oh, okay, no, we got to go. We got to go. And, and I realized how persuasive uh, your content really is. Hmm, well, thanks, man. I appreciate that. There's also a level of what I call like seduction there, right? Um, because it's like this, these emails are coming in and, and the, the curiosity builds and builds and builds where you're not just, you're coming to the party almost because you're like, what the heck is this thing? And, and why, what's all this effort for, right? Right, exactly, yeah. And there, was no, there was no purpose. I was just practicing <laughs> some fun stuff and just seeing what would happen. Well, and, and now like it's, you've sort of almost gotten a signature to your style uh, to the point where I, I sent you a message the other day and said, hey, are you uh, doing some some Facebook posts <laughs> for, for someone else? And you're like, yeah, what gave it away, you know? And there was just one line that screamed to me, Matt Tebow. Right. And, uh, you know, and, and I thought it was great. So, um, so Matt, again, thanks for being here. But what I want to really dive into is the role that copywriting can play when it comes to the sales process. Um, and, of course, we're here talking about sales teams, sales managers, how to run a sales team. But there's a part of it that I, I, I want to address because a lot of salespeople will start complaining about leads. 
and they say, you know, the leads are garbage, can't close these things. So first of all, if that's what's, you know, if you're watching and you're a sales rep and that's what you say, just close off because I, I can't help you. It's an attitude thing and I'm not here to change attitudes. I'm here to change lives. Um, we can we can quote that. I like that. <laughs> but one thing that we can do with the sales process is really, really qualify the leads that are being generated so you're not spending a lot of time speaking to people that have no interest in what you're offering, right? Tell me a little bit about about where copywriting fits in the sales process for you and your clients. Absolutely, man. I love what you said there about the qualification because so many people think that copywriting and ads is just meant to pull leads, but it's all about pulling the right leads, qualified leads, right? Right. And so one of the best ways to qualify leads through copywriting is with a headline or with assumptive uh, text. So one thing with your headline that you can say is just call them right out and say something along the lines of like, to all realtor, to all realtors making over a hundred thousand dollars a year. So then now it's like, all right, all the realtors who are making under that are like, okay, this isn't me. And then all the ones who are over that, they're like, okay, that's me. And then it's it's going to realtors, right? And then what you can do in the body copy is you can say, you know, let me guess. You're making this much money. You're doing this many houses. Uh, you're using all these strategies and none of it's working or whatever. And, and you're using this. That's like qualifying because the people who are reading it as they read more and more, they're like, this is me. This is me. This is me. So when they get to the bottom of the funnel, when you say this is my number, or this is the website, whatever, that person who goes through there is a qualified lead, right? Yeah. And so when I'm running ads for my clients, what I like to do is get super crystal clear on who it is that we're trying to attract. And then I write the ad and I position everything in a way that is going and hyper targeting towards that person. So by the time that they come in and they get on the phone with them, it's a much easier sell. So for salespeople, you know, they're, they're complaining about the quality of the leads. It's usually because the leads are being sourced from a place that's not like enough. Uh, it's not screening them enough and qualifying them enough. Right. Mm, yeah, 100%. I know um, I was speaking to somebody who uh, was having lead generation done for them. And, uh, and you know, they had one person who was giving them, you know, dozens of leads and dozens of leads, but none of them were closing. And then another person who was doing lead generation, um, who was giving them one a week, but they were closing 100%. And it was interesting because the the prospect was actually frustrated about the low number of leads the second person was giving them. Mm. They just thought, okay, well this, you know, dozen leads a week or whatever it was, uh, that was the standard, even though he wasn't getting results. Mm. And so it was a big educational process or educating process to help um, shift him to the point of realizing that it's not the quantity, it's the quality. And if you're closing 100% of the leads you're getting, you've got nothing to complain about. And truthfully, you should just turn up that machine, right? Yeah, exactly. I mean, advertising, I like to think of it like this. Think of it as a machine where you put a dollar in and you get two bucks back, three bucks back. And if that happens every single time, well, damn, just keep putting a dollar in. That's right. Yeah, exactly. If you, if I think, it, is it Russell Brunson that says, if you could put a dollar into a machine and have it turn into $2, how much, how many dollars would you put into that machine? The answer is all of them. Yeah, yeah, all of them. Right. So yeah, bang on. Exactly. And I think that's uh such a huge thing when it comes to, to lead generation. And and I know that there's some entrepreneurs that don't have sales teams watching. So I just want to like 
talk about something for, for them for a second. Um, I know that one of the scariest things to do is to invest money in lead generation. It's easy to say, you know, I need help closing the sales. And, um, you know, maybe you only talk to one or two prospects a week or even a month and you're, you know, you're struggling to close those sales. So one of the things that you can do is create a machine, create a lead generation machine. So whether it's for yourself as a sole, you know, sole proprietor, solopreneur, or if you have a team, um, as long as you have a process that's worked and then you work with someone like Matt, who's going to turn on the faucet for you, there's a huge opportunity. And I know it's scary. And I would always encourage you to go to a professional, obviously like Matt, for example, uh, to, to do that. So, and of course you work with very specific markets and we won't get into that because I think anybody that's interested in working with you should just reach out to you. And we'll talk about how to do that in a few minutes. Um, but on the copy side, so we're talking about using copy to qualify people um, before they come into a sales funnel. Now, as they go through the funnel, um, you know, many people will have, uh, you know, sales pages, landing pages built up before they get to a point where maybe they book a call with the sales rep, um, or maybe they try to do an entire uh, sales process online without involving a sales rep. Um, tell me a little bit about the journey that you try to take people. On. I won't even say try, cause I know you do it. Uh, you take people on when you, when you start, you know, looking at, how to speak to somebody. And if you've got the control from the first introduction to the product or company, right to the point where they make a buying decision, whether it's booking a call or submitting a form or buying something, tell me a little bit about the th thought process so that our, our listeners can um, get a feel for how they should be thinking about it. Mm -hmm. You're talking about the actual journey that I bring them down through the process of the sales letter or the copy? Yeah. Or even if, and if you take different steps, if there's multiple pages, so, um, or, or if it's just, if it can apply, whether right. it's one page or multiple pages. Yeah. Yeah. So the process is, well, first you need traffic, right? Mm -hmm. And so people are always talking about, Oh, I do Facebook ads. Oh, I do Google ads. Oh, I do this kind of ad. The truth is, is that those are just different traffic sources that are designed to take people who are interested in a certain thing and just bring them somewhere, right? And so people are always selling the traffic source, but that's actually not where the value is. The real value is mostly in the message and the landing page. So mm -hmm. for my agency, we specialize in Google ads. And so someone will click on a Google ad and we put specific keywords in there. So that's how we're qualifying them initially. And then they come to the landing page and immediately they're already gonna see if they're qualified or not from there. So. I like to niche down as much as possible in the landing page and the services too. And from there also niche down into like where you're, you're servicing, like, is it Ottawa? Is it in Toronto? Whatever. Right. So then they visit that page, they see all the services and what you can do for them. And you can actually qualify them even more, which a way that I like to do is in the form, you can actually say something like, you know, Oh, I'm looking for this kind of service. I'm looking for this kind of service, or I have, this much to invest or I have, you know what I mean? So you can actually qualify in the form. You're going to get less leads that way. Right. They're going to be a lot more qualified. Mm -hmm. And that's kind of what we were talking about. And so my system is really, really simple. It pretty much is a three step, step process of taking someone from the traffic source to the landing page, to my client's phone where they pick them up and then they, they talk to them, right. And they book a consult or whatever like that. Gotcha. Yeah. I think that's, that's huge to, to consider. Um, the qualification process on the landing pages, on the forms, um, because people will self 
select, mm. right? Um, you know, some people think leads are, are the solution and, and they're not qualified leads are the solution. Mm-hmm. Um, and if, you know, some people like the example that I was giving, if you want dozens and dozens of leads a day, I mean, it's possible, but you're going to waste all your time talking to people that aren't qualified versus if you have someone who can, you know, take your clients through the journey like Matt does and be able to say, you know, Hey, put your hand up. If you meet this criteria, great. You're this far now. Do you meet this criteria? Great. And are you this, this, or this on a form? submit for a phone yeah. call. Um, it yeah. just, it, it's a huge difference, right? It's, I mean, it's, it's about valuing your time. Absolutely. And if, then if we're talking from a copy perspective, like a social media post or whatever, the, the acronym ADA is the best thing to follow. So it's like, basically what you want to do is first you need to get someone's attention. You know, Tony Robbins said, first you want to entertain and then educate. And that's kind of what my strategy has always been. So so many people, when they're selling, you'll see this. They're always they're, they start right off with selling. It's like you know they're they're trying to get in bed on the first date, basically. Right. And you see that in content though, and every time I see it, I'm like, man, you just ruined it because I'll see the top part and they got the attention. They'll say something very controversial. You know, I, I now that I'm doing my post, you know, I've seen a lot of people try and model what I do. And which I think that's very flattering. It's awesome. Um, but I, I see though people, what they'll do is they don't have the confidence in their content to draw out that tension in really drawing out the curiosity and drawing out the, uh, the tension like is really the word of that curiosity. And so what happens is they say something controversial to begin to get the attention. And then in the second line, they reveal everything and they blow it. Mm. And so you want to build that desire after and then that's when you want to ask for an action. And that's why my posts um, seem to be getting a lot more engagement than most people is because you've got to drag out and have that confidence to be entertaining, but also allow people to feel that attention and be like, what, what is this? Right. Boom. Awesome. There you go. There, it's up there now. Attention, interest, desire, action. Yeah. yeah. Love it. I love it. And so this is a model that anybody can use if they want to get people to, to pay attention. Absolutely. Now, and I want to move into the the social media posts because when you post this stuff, so I've seen some people get really engaged. A lot of comments show up on posts. I've seen people get really upset about Mm -hmm. some things that you posted too, which I think is great. Uh, You know, we talk a lot in the marketing space about controversy. And even if you want to become president, you only need 50% or 51%. (laughs) I wonder who we're talking about. (laughs) Well, technically, it can work for any election in any country that's democratic, but uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, we'll just leave that there. Uh, to all my American fans, hey. <laughs> uh, but even even if we go back an election, Obama, not everybody loved Obama, but he still got elected, right? And uh, in, in most cases, there's two main competitors, and they're very controversial, um, but usually the most controversial is the one that gets the most attention because although there's more people that dislike them more they're i was gonna say the more people the people who dislike them more the people that actually like them like them a lot more too it's a stronger it's like a, a magnet right there's a polar opposite there's, there's the connection that's stronger or the polarizing the polar opposite the, yeah whatever that word is with the magnets yeah. um, i failed science class no i'm not really the but 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 that's what it is right the polarizing messaging um is the one that makes you stand out and so here we are talking about it on a show that's being broadcast all over the world. Uh, and, and it started, well, initially started from an invite to a, to a party, but th- these 
Facebook posts have gotten piles of attention. And so I, one of the reasons I wanted to have you on here is because I know our audience could benefit from that same level of polarization. Mm-hmm. Now, if we go a step further, and if we talk about the sales process, um, I, I work with sales reps and sales teams all over the world. And one of the key pieces that we look at is what can be done um, to increase things like show up rates or follow up. So often uh, reps will will kind of wait for the appointment that's scheduled, show up on the call, try to close the sale. But there's something that you do in your Facebook messages and your copywriting that I think is really, really valuable. And that builds that that attractiveness, that attractive character um, that makes people want to connect to you more, that makes the right people want to connect to you more. So how would you say, let's say, for example, I've got a sales call booked this afternoon and I want to uh, make sure that this prospect shows up on the call. Is there a way that I or any sales rep um, could use this ADA process, the attention, interest, desire, action, could use this in an email to help um, hopes, you know, to help somebody show up on that call or even after the call. Um, if I don't close a sale on that one call, what can I do to use that same strategy that, that works so well for you to help increase my conversion, whether it's a show up or, or, you know, get the follow-up call, things like that. Yeah. I'm not sure it'd be specifically Ada, but you know, in sales, they always say, and I'm, I'm sure you teach this, but it's like make a meeting from a meeting, you know, like you want to book a meeting from a book, book a meeting from a meeting. And in marketing, it's always pace and lead. You always want to pace and then lead. So whenever we're doing something, I never, I, I always want to sell the next step. So for example, when you send an email, the first step is you want to sell them to open that email. So this is where the importance of that subject line comes in, right? You want that subject line. You don't want to make it something that doesn't sell opening that email. You first, the first step is to get them to open the damn email. Right. And what I found to get them to open the email is they've actually proven this is to is to have a question mark in the subject line. So one that I like to do a lot is just put their first name, comma, quick question with a question mark, or um, or 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 uh, any kind of uh, question I find with their first name there gets their attention and they're like, oh, he's asking something, so they'll open it. Mm-hmm. That usually gets like an eighty percent open rate. So then once you got the opened. That's cool. Now what you need to do is you need to practice brevity in your posts. Because I find so many people, what they do, is they go on this huge long tangent and try to summarize everything. Dude, get to the point, right? Like be be brief and be direct. And so you, if it's a follow-up or, you know, if you're trying to book a meeting, you could just, let's say you're booking a meeting. Mm-hmm. You could just say something along the lines of, uh, you know, I'm looking forward to our, our chat today or whatever at this time exactly. And then I like to outline a lot of the things that I expect. So it'll be, you know, make sure that you show up on the call. There's no distractions. You're focused. The older decision makers are there. Everyone's there. And uh, by the way, here's some testimonials, blah, blah, blah. Talk to you soon. If it's a phone call, you know, if it's a right. Zoom call, then maybe say go to this link. Right. Um, and so that's following. I guess it is following that process of ADA where mm-hmm. you're getting their attention with the subject line. Then you walk them through the interest. You know, this is everything you, this is what you're going to get. This is what it is. And then the call to action, you know, go on this call and zoom blank. Um, but I think like the, one of the biggest breakthroughs for me with, with the sales calls was saying like, show up, uh, 
with all the people from the team present, all the decision makers, mm. a place that you can focus. Like just saying that, you know, how many times have you gotten a phone call where someone's like in their car or something like that? They're not in a space right. to buy, right? Right. Yeah, yeah. and so uh, I would say the biggest tip is like changing your subject lines because they're not getting opened, man. Most people mm. are making boring subject lines. Yeah, I think that's key. I know uh, there was an email I got the other day that said, um, reply required. I'm like, oh, what is this? And then I realized, then I looked at who it was from and realized I knew them and it was fine. Uh, but it, it grabbed it grabbed my attention. And and even, like I said, the name with a question in the subject line, um, I, I know that works for me. Yeah. Um, it makes me open them. And um, another thing too that I forgot to mention is make sure that you get the damn right email. Like you get the primary email because sometimes people will give you the, the spam email. Right. Right. It's like, I would rather be, you know, uh, Bond Halbert says this. He's like, I would rather be in the spam folder with a primary ad email address than in the, the primary folder of a junk mail. Cause right. most people just delete all the junk mail uh, emails. But if they, they'll check their spam folder for their primary to see if like their grandma or whatever sent them an email and to go through. Right. Right. Exactly. Oh, that's really interesting. I never thought about that. Yeah. So um, you know, you talked about booking a meeting from a meeting, and I, you're right, I, I do teach that a lot. One of the other strategies that I that I talk about in getting the email is is I'll say, what um, what email can I send the calendar invite to? Right. Um, is that now is that something that that you suggest, or do you have other suggestions as well to make sure you get that right email? Because you're right, that is so vitally important. I would say I would I like what you do there. I would make, take it a step further and just say like. Hey, send me your primary email address. So you don't say, or you say, send me your best email address so I can, and then you send the justifier. So send me your primary or best email so I can send you the the invite, the calendar invite or whatever. Because that way you're making sure they get the best email too. Love right? it. Awesome. Awesome. So that's, that's just some ways that people, you guys, the sales teams, the sales managers can use copywriting skills. And that same process to uh, increase open rates, increase show rates, increase follow-up rates. Um, I think that's very, very valuable. valuable. So, Matt, thank you for, for that. Um, I want to dive into the lightning round, and then we're going to talk a little bit more about how everybody can find you. So, I love these questions. The guests, don't, the, 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 the guests don't normally love them as much as I do. But as we know, <clears throat> Goffy's for closers. I love my late show with Dave Letterman mug here. Uh, <laughs> What's your favorite coffee or comparable beverage? Mm, my favorite coffee, I just had it. Uh, I went to Starbucks and they have like a draft coffee now. It's almost like a beer. It's crazy. Huh. So if you, go to, if you go to Starbucks, they have like coffee on draft and uh, it's it's absolutely delicious. And that's my thing right now. Do you, so <laughs> I got I to ask, who is this draft? Is this just a fancy way of saying it's the stuff that's brewed in the back or is there something different about yeah, all, I know, all I know, man, is that they have it on draft like it's beer, and they they literally like put it out, and it comes out, and it's all foamy, and it's really? uh, like a cold, it's like a cold iced coffee from draft, and it's like a beer. So nice. that's okay. I'll have to check that out. <laughs> that's awesome. Um, what's the number one book or movie you would recommend to sales reps or sales leaders? Oh man! Or you can leverage it into the copy space if it's easier. Yeah. Um, well, I really, truly believe, though, that if, you know, if you study sales and you become very, very good at sales, 
you will become very good at copywriting because copywriting people think that it's like it's like you're uh, some kind of uh, literary writer or something like you're just a good salesman, but it's through written word. So I would say one of my favorite books is the Sales Bible. I can't remember who the author is. It's called Sales Bible. Jeffrey Gittimer. Yep. There you go. And um, and then anything from Dan Kennedy, if you want to learn how to sell through copywriting, anything by him is amazing. He's got a great uh, he's got a great book called The Ultimate Sales Letter, and it just blows my mind. Awesome. You know, it's interesting. I've found. Uh, I'm going to divert here for a second. Yeah. I, I found, so I'm great on sales conversations, but I found that I've, it may be telling my head too, that I found that I've always struggled with copywriting because I feel like one-on-one I can just ask questions and then respond. I don't need to assume what's in somebody's head or the copywriting. You really need to get into somebody's head and write for that specific person. Now, am I, am I off base or is there something that I can do that, uh, doesn't have to make me feel like I'm quote unquote not a copywriter. You're completely on base, man. And it's funny. I'm actually the opposite. I'd rather write it than, than do it in person. One trick that I have done in the past that helps make copy a lot more powerful is many, as you know, many salespeople will film or record themselves doing a sales call so that they can improve on their calls. Right. Well, if you do a sales call and you close someone and it works very, very well, it was a, an easy sales call, you know, and you were in the flow. Why not take that recorded sales call and transcribe it into written word, edit out all the ums and the all these uh, kind of, you know, filler words and then restructure it to be a little bit more consumable. You just you just created a sales letter that's proven to produce sales and answers a lot of the questions, right? Because when you ask a question in there and then the person answers, you could just take that answer and put that in the copy, right? So you can actually use your recorded sales calls to build a airtight case for your copyright. Interesting. You know, I feel like you've just created what we could call the call to copy challenge. <laughs> Boom, right there. All right. Coming soon for Matt Tebow. <laughs> right, <let's do> it. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Awesome. Um, so thank you. That's, I love that idea. Uh, now Matt, who's someone that you've considered a mentor in your life? Had so many. Um, I, I wouldn't be where I am right now if I didn't have all the mentors in my life. So I'm really grateful for that. Um, someone who has been a mentor in my life is one of the first mentors I had. Um, his name's Steve McDonald and he's a uh, business broker here in Ottawa, and he's doing all kinds of things. And he really brought me into the marketing space um, from a very young age. So I'm, I'm extremely grateful to that, um, for him doing that for me. And then I would say the second biggest mentor for me right now is Frank Kern. I really like what he's doing. Uh, I think he's doing a lot of really good stuff. I read all of his content. I have all of his, uh, all his material. So those two people, I, I owe a lot to. Awesome. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Frank, I, whenever I click on IGTV and I, Frank is like the only person I watch this stuff cause he's hilarious. <laughs> yeah. I love his style. Yeah. Um, last question for the lightning round. What's the strangest thing you do in your daily routine to keep yourself on your game? I binge, uh, man, I binge drink, like people who know me know that I binge drink, um, fizzy waters, like, uh, <laughs> like, uh, Perrier and like PC fizzy waters. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, the carbonated, yeah, yeah. Yeah, man, that's my thing. It's like it keeps me it keeps me sharp, keeps me hydrated, 
that's my uh, my claim to success. So you know, if you want to uh, if you want to get better at coffee, drink those fizzy waters. There you go. We're gonna have to get a sponsor for you for the next interview. <laughs> awesome, awesome. Uh, so Matt, tell our listeners and our viewers uh, where they can find you. Absolutely. So if you go to Facebook or fb.com forward slash it's Matt Tebow. You can follow me on Facebook and you'll see all my posts and I hope you engage with them. And, you know, I try to keep them light and fun. And I also like to teach a lot of the stuff that I'm learning in the trenches with my clients. So you're not getting just some shit that's like regurgitated from a book or anything like that. This is all stuff that I'm learning in the trenches that I'm giving to you, trickling down to you. So you're going to be learning a lot. The second thing is if you want to learn more about my agency and maybe how we can help you and, you know, just have a conversation, go to savantmarketingagency.com. And on there, you'll see all the testimonials and the results. I literally show it all to you. And then if you want to get on a call and just chat, then you can just uh, book a chat thing there. And uh, yeah, we'll just get on a call and just see if it's a good fit. And I'll just basically see what opportunities you have in your business that we can amplify and how maybe we can use advertising to help you. Awesome. Now, is there anything you want to say to qualify people that reach out as far as if there's any particular industry or um, thing to let them know that they're the right fit? Nice. Uh, Practice what you preach. (laughs) Love (laughs) it. Yeah. So our agency right now, we work with people primarily in the construction field. So if you're a contractor, if you, you know, you do any kind of home services, we have a lot of testimonials and results on our website. You can see there, but we'd love to work with those people. We have a proven funnel for that. The second industry that we love to work with is financial and investment. So if you're a mortgage broker, an investment company, that kind of thing, we can also help you too. So those are two verticals that we're very strong at right now. Awesome. Awesome. And if somebody really, really wants your help and they don't fit into one of those boxes, are they still good to reach out to you? Absolutely. Yeah. Let's do it. Cool. Awesome. It's like the unqualifier. (laughs) (laughs) Awesome. Well, Matt, thank you very much. It has been a pleasure, guys. This has been Matt Tebow today on Sales Team Rescue. And we've been talking about the lost art of selling through words. Uh, I'm, I want to call you the king of copy, but I feel like someone's already taken that. <laughs> but but guys, follow him, especially on Facebook. I'm going to put that link back up uh, because it is so damn entertaining. Like if you watch the content, or you read the content that Matt puts out, um, you will just you'll you'll get a feel for the flow, and it can change your life. It can change your business. It can change your results. So. Follow Matt, fb.com forward slash it's Matt Tebow. Um, and that is all for today, guys. Thank you so much, Matt. Thank you again for being here for another great episode. We will, I feel like there's going to be a follow-up episode to this because there's so much we can talk about as it relates to copy and conversion. Um, and for all of you listening and watching, be sure to check us out, salesteamrescue.com for any previous episodes for the replay of this. And we will see you next week, Wednesday, 2 p.m. Eastern. Remember, guys, get uncomfortable, get results. I'm Jeremy DeMerchant. We'll see you next week. Cheers. Thanks for joining me. Let's keep the conversation going. You can find more episodes and a link to join our online community over at salesteamrescue.com. If you haven't already, be sure to hit subscribe and give the show a review to help us reach more sales leaders like you. If you'd like our support in creating your own high-performance sales team, Book a call with us at salesteamrescue.com.